Greetings, friends, and welcome back to another Faith Talk. Today, on this video, I wanted to kind of basically just read uh, Leviticus chapter 26. Now, I realized that yesterday uh, we re-uploaded a Torah portion study on this whole portion um, from a couple of years ago. And so you've, if you listen to that, then you've just heard all of this. Uh, however, I want to go over it with you, and I want to read it from the Jewish Hamash. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically the Torah broken up into the Torah portions with Hebrew on one side, English on the other, and then comment, Jewish commentary here. Now, the reason that I want to read it from this is because it uses a little bit different translation, interpretation, when you get to verse 21 and 22. And uh, so we're going to uh, look at that. And the main point of the podcast this morning and the conversation this morning is to just kind of talk about casualness and a casual attitude towards your relationship with God. And uh, we often on the podcast and on this channel talk about the dangers of having a casual attitude attitude towards sin. Like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. God's not really that concerned about it. Um, you know, compared to everybody else around me, I'm doing pretty good. And what we have going on in our culture today amongst Christians is an epidemic of casualness towards the Lord. Um, no longer a real fear of the Lord. God has become buddy instead of holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty. In the eyes of foolish, or I should say ignorant, uh, people. And... I certainly have work to do in my own life and in my own relationship with God, just like everybody else. But even still, we got to talk the truth. We got to preach the truth and speak the truth. So let's look at Leviticus chapter 26. And when we get to that place, uh, we'll have a little bit more of a conversation. And in fact, I'll read a little bit of Jewish commentary for you. So really, this chapter deals with, if you obey, you'll be blessed. If you don't, here's what's going to happen to you. Like, if you approach your attitude and your walk with me with casualness, there's going to be consequences with, that comes with that. So let's look at it. Leviticus chapter 26. If you want to follow along with, with another version, you can to kind of see the differences. It's up to you. Here we go. If you will follow my decrees and observe my commandments and perform them, then I will provide your rains in their time. And the land will give its produce and the tree of the field will give its fruit. Your threshing will last until the, vine until the vintage and the vintage will last until the sowing and you will eat your bread Sadly, and you will dwell securely in your land. 
I will provide peace in the land, and you will lie down with none to frighten you. I will cause wild beasts to withdraw from the land, and the sword will not cross your land. You will pursue your enemies, and they will fall before you by the sword. Five of you will pursue a hundred, and a hundred of you will pursue ten thousand, and your enemies will fall before you by the sword. And I will turn my attention to you, and I will make you fruitful and increase you, and I will establish my covenant with you. So please note, right out of the right out from the beginning, God's like, if you will just walk in my ways, if you'll just do what I've asked you to do, you won't have to worry about any of this stuff. Like the land's gonna produce more than enough food. There's gonna be peace in the land. Your enemies will fail when they try to do evil. Wild beasts will be terrified of you, though. You know, they won't, they'll stay clear of you. It's just interesting because we're living in a time sort of like where Israel was at during Isaiah's time, which is why that study is so uh, important right now, where we're being run over by our enemies. And why is that? Well, because we, as a people of God, at least in the Western world, we no longer walk and obey at all. Well, that's the outcome. Continuing on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Verse 10. You will eat very old grain and remove the old to make way for the new. I will place my sanctuary among you, and my spirit will not reject you. I will walk among you, I will be a God unto you, and you will be a people unto me. I am the Lord your God. Now in here it says Hashem. Hashem instead of Lord. So, eh, Christians, in Christian Bibles, they take the name Yehovah and replace it with the Lord. Jews replace it with Hashem, which means the name. Just so you know. So it says, I am Hashem your God. Who took you out of the land of Egypt from being their slaves. I broke the staves of your yoke and I led you erect. But if you will not listen to me and will not perform all of these commandments, if you consider my decrees loathsome, think about that. Well, I, how many times are, are we hearing this in our culture? Well, I'm a Christian, but, you know, I don't really think that that part of the Bible's relevant anymore. Or, you know, they loathe the ways of God. They want the benefits of knowing Christ, meaning they want salvation, eternal life, but they do not want the transformation. Do not tell me I have to behave a certain way. Grace, 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 right? Sorry, I'm getting on rants. I'll try to focus here. But if you will not listen to me and will not perform all of these commandments, if you consider my decrees loathsome, and if your being rejects my ordinances, so as to not perform all of my commandments so that you annul my covenant, then I will do the same to you. 
I will assign upon you panic, swelling lesions, burning fever, which cause the eyes to long and souls to suffer. You will sow your seeds in vain, for your enemies will eat it. And I will turn my attention against you, and you will be struck down before your enemies. Those who hate you will subjugate you, and you will flee with no one pursuing you. If you despite, if despite this you do not heed me, then I shall punish you further. Seven ways of your sins. I will break the pride of your might. I will make your heaven like iron and your land like copper. <sighs> it's amazing because God truly is patient with his people. By the way, we're getting ready to get to the section that I wanted to cover. He's he's like, if you will not do the things I said, then you're gonna you're gonna your food's not gonna be it's not gonna produce. In fact, your enemies will be the ones eating it. You're not gonna be healthy. You're gonna have all these troubles because you loathe my commandments. You loathe my ways. You want to do it your way. So I'm going to bring this stuff upon you. And if even after that, you continue to harden your hearts and continue to go your own way, then I've got more steps. So what God is saying is, as you move further and further away from me, my judgments grow. Right? There's a progression. You keep going further and further away. I keep to progress the judgments. And we just keep getting more and more separated to the point where you won't even have a clue about me anymore. That's what's happening in our culture today. Verse 20. Your strength will be spent in vain. Your lamb will not give its produce, and the tree of the land will not give its fruit. Now listen closely. If you behave casually with me, and refuse to heed me, then I shall lay a further blow upon you seven ways like your sins. If you behave casually with me. The reason why I'm reading it out of this is because that's not the way it's translated in English. I mean in other English Bibles. For example, most English Bibles will say if you walk contrary to me, right? Like, if if this is my way, but you walk in your own way, contrary to me, then and you will not hearken unto me, the King James says, I will bring seven times more plagues upon you according to your sins. What's really saying that same thing here, except it's using a different word. It's not saying contrary, but casually. I think that's profound, because that is what is happening in our culture today. It's not a full-on rejection of God, it's just casual attitude towards him. Casual attitude about the church, casual attitude about the people of God, casual attitude about his ways and his commandments. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's old-fashioned. You know, I still believe in God, but I think he just loves us all, and we're all just made this way. <laughs> Let's continue on. That's the casualness that we're seeing today. So here's the result of that. If you behave casually with me and refuse to heed me, then I will lay a further blow upon you seven ways, like your sins. I will incite wildlife of the field against you. 
and it will leave you bereft of your children, decimate your livestock, and diminish you. And your roads will become desolate. If despite these, you will not be chastised towards me. In other words, if if you're still not going to be corrected, even though I've done those judgments, and you behave casually with me, then I too will behave towards you with casualness. Hmm. God's like, hey, if you're going to have a casual attitude towards me, I'm going to have a casual attitude towards you. You're going to be on your face praying? I'm casual about it. Eh. You're casual about your attitude towards me and about following me and about observe and acknowledging me as Lord and provider. Maybe I'm going to have a casual attitude towards you and the things that you want and the things that you need. Wow. If you behave casually with me, then I too will behave casually towards you with, or I will behave toward you with casualness. Let me read this commentary, just Jewish commentary to you. I too with casualness, the commentary says. If you persist in thinking that all my carefully cl- uh, calibrated punishments were merely co- coincidental. Ha, right? Oh, well, it's just bad luck. So that my message is wasted, I will punish you measure for measure by making it more difficult for you to perceive the divine hand. You see, that's one of the punishments that we see throughout scriptures is that the more you run towards sin, eventually God just gives you over to it. And now you can't see the truth. That's part of the judgment. You've been given over to a reprobate mind. We've been talking about this. The commentary says it will be more difficult for you to perceive the divine hand. The next series of punishment will seem haphazard, for their correspondence to your sins will not be as obvious as in the case of earlier punishments. This follows the principle that if people refuse to see God, he withdraws his presence and makes it harder for them to recognize the truth. Doesn't this just fit with our study in the book of Isaiah last week? And if you didn't listen to Isaiah chapter 6, that study, go listen to it. Okay. Normally these videos are eight minutes long. We're really, we're really pushing it today. Let's keep going. I too will behave toward you with casualness and I will strike you, even I, seven ways for your sins. And I will bring upon you the sword, avenging the vengeance of a covenant. You will be gathered into your cities and then I will send pestilence among you and you will be delivered into the hand of your enemy. Right now we've been delivered into the hands of our enemies. And that's going to progressively get worse unless we repent, get on our faces, cry out to God, and start walking in righteousness. When I break for you the staff of bread, ten women will bake your bread in one oven, and they will bring back your bread by weight, and you will eat and not be sated. If despite this you will not heed me, 
and you behave towards me with casualness, I will behave towards you with a fury of casualness. That's a strong phrase. If you're going to continue to be casual with me, even after your judgments have progressively got worse, then I'm going to come towards you with a fury of casualness. And I will chastise you, even I, seven ways for your sins, and you will eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters. You will eat. In other words, there will be so much famine. It will be so awful that people are going to lose their minds, and they'll be so desperate as to eat their own. Ooh. I will destroy your lofty buildings and decimate your sun idols. I will cast your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols, and my spirit will reject you. I will lay your cities in ruin, and I will make your sanctuaries desolate. I will not savor your satisfying aromas, and I will make the land desolate, and your foes who dwell upon it will be desolate. desolate. And you... I will scatter among the nations, and I will unsheath the sword after you. Your land will be desolate, and your cities will be a ruin. Then the land will be appeased for its sabbaticals during all the years of its desolation. While you were in the land of your foes, then the land will rest, and I will appease its sabbaticals. All the years of the desolation will rest, whatever it did not rest during your sabbaticals when you dwelled upon her. In other words, they weren't doing the, the where they're supposed to let the land rest on the seventh year. It's one of the commands. And it's one of those commands that's really about faith. Do you believe that if you don't harvest in the seventh year, I will still provide and take care of you? It's a faith thing. They weren't doing that. So he's saying, hey, when the judgments come upon you because you refuse to do what I asked you to do, well, the land will rest when you're fleeing because I've scattered you abroad. Then the land will rest on its own. The survivors among you I will bring weakness into their hearts and the lands of their foes, and sound of a rustling leaf will pursue them. They will flee as one flees the sword, and they will fall but without a pursuer. They will stumble over one another and flight from the sword, but there is no pursuer. You will not have the power to withstand your foes. You will become lost among the nations, and the land of your foes will devour you because of their iniquity. Your remnant will disintegrate in the lands of your foes, and because of the iniquities of their forefathers are with them as well, they will disintegrate. Then they will confess their sins and the sins of their forefathers for the treachery with which they betrayed me, and also for having behaved towards me with casualness. I too will behave towards them with casualness, and I will bring them into a land of their enemies. Perhaps then their unfeeling heart will be humbled, and then they will gain appeasement for their sin. And I will remember my covenant with Jacob, also with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham I will remember, and I will remember the land. The land will be bereft of them, and it will be appeased for the sabbaticals having become desolate of them, and they must gain abasement for their iniquity because they have revolted by my ordinances and because their spirit rejected my decrees. But despite all of this, while they will be in the land of their enemies, I will not have been revolted by them, nor will I have rejected them to obliterate them, to annul my covenant with them, for I, the Lord, am their God. And I will remember for them the covenant of the ancients. Those whom I have taken out of the land 
before their before the eyes of the nations to be God unto them. And then, of course, it says, I am Hashem, but in the Hebrew we know it says, I am Yehovah. These are the decrees, the ordinances, and the teachings that Adonai gave between himself and the children of Israel at Mount Sinai through Moses. And that, my friends, is our study for this morning. I pray that it's pierced your hearts. I pray you've been blessed. Hope you enjoyed the video. Thank you for your support, by the way. Uh, you guys are uh, too kind, too generous, far beyond what I deserve. And I'm just so very, very grateful. Thank you for your prayers. And uh, peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.